When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back to another episode. Zach is back again. We uh, are going to discuss our Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers rivalry game preview for Sunday Night Football. Uh, Zach, welcome back again. Like I said, we'll try to make this weekly uh, mm-hmm. to talk to the Chicago Bears because nobody else wants to, but we will. We will. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Here we are. Rivalry week, part one of two for the season. The... Uh, what was possibly going to be the uh, game that decided who has the most wins in NFL history. But now, you know, after last week's upset, kind of get a little bit of a buffer now, right? We're a little closer. Just a little bit of a buffer. Now we're two games out, you know. Could be could be shorter after this week or it could be extended. We'll talk about that now, though. Yes. Um, I guess before we dive fully into that, the Bears recap, we hinted at the Packers stuff. I'm in a weird spot because as Aaron Rodgers does the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday, um, I slowly started to like Aaron Rodgers. You know, like you're watching it and, you know, and then he was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. It's a good episode. And, but then you watch the Packers lose the way they lost it does warm your soul, but then you watch Aaron Rodgers, you go by kind of like him, but then the overall takes over and it's like the Packers lost. And it's how they lost. And then we win as Bears, and we're like, now there's hope. We have a little bit of hope to beat the Packers. 
Uh, but we're going to discuss all of that. Uh, but yes, the Packers lost in non-Packers fashion of how they ended their season. Um, but we are getting flashbacks to last year because they got whipped by the Saints at the beginning of the year. They did. But this Packers team looks different. I personally didn't realize how young they were until they were going through their roster. And I said, oh, this receiver's really young. This receiver's really young. They had alignment out. They had a bunch of people hurt. Um, but normally Aaron Rodgers finds a way to win, and they didn't. Like, there was nothing. They had nothing going for them. So that was my first thought of the Packers. Like, they, they looked all out of sorts. They absolutely – look, I I thought it would be closer than this. I didn't expect Minnesota to walk away with, you know, a three-score – or really a two-score game under their belt and just how dominant they were through the air, how they were able to kind of control most ass facets of this one because there, there was no flow. Green Bay had exa- had no flow that entire time. Either Aaron Rodgers was under duress – or his receivers weren't bailing him out mm-hmm. whatsoever. You know, they had to lean a lot on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon for whatever they could get, mainly because they were the, the, the most reliable pieces they had on that roster. And beyond, you know, beyond uh, Alan Lazard, who's out right now, looks like, from what I understand, he'll, po- he'll most likely be out again come this week. You have to find someone to throw to. You know, they got Sammy Watkins. He got three receptions last week. Randall Cobb was supposed to be to me that other safety net, but he wasn't as much involved. Not much movement there, you know. No. And, I, and Minnesota, I think, isn't really looked upon as a defense that's a world beater. You know, they, they're still kind of, I think, coming into this season had a lot of question marks, and they were able to have their way with Green Bay's front five on Sunday. I mean, four sacks. You know, Zary Zary Smith obviously getting signed over helped them yep. from Green Bay themselves. Funny enough, but. They had their way, whatever they wanted. Well, the Vikings' the offense looked good, actually. I know the did. the Packers, I think they invested a little more in their defense this time around. Um, but the pa- the Vikings looked good. The, it, it, um, who's the head coach now? Oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Came <laughs> You're talking about Rams. before. No, for the Vikings. Um, oh, for the, Vi- for the Vikings. Uh <laughs> Darn it, I'm actually spacing right now. And I, I'm going to... Oh, wow. This is great radio, guys. I know. We're, yeah, exactly. Podcasters ourselves. Go go figure. I, I feel like I'm... Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> that's who it is. Oh, my God. Came over from the Rams. Yes. Yes. When I was... Okay, when I was getting... We're back yes. on track. We're back on track. What I was getting with that was they had similar looks of the Rams did for a few years. Not the Rams from the Bills game, but before the Rams, there a lot of motion, shifting, motion, and then motion another guy right after him. The wide zone stuff, the short passing game to get guys open. It had Rams look to it. I know this isn't a Minnesota talk, but that type of offense really bothered the Packers. Now, Jefferson's one of the best receivers out there, but... It just looked – the best way to describe it is this offense was not seen, you know, new pieces. The defense didn't look the same. Uh, and they just got beat down. So hopefully that provides some hope for the Bears in that these Packers got beaten down. And Rodgers looked frustrated. 
Like he he's like, I have no time to wait on these young receivers to figure it out. Like I don't have time. And then he's probably thinking he should have retired. He's probably he's probably thinking like <laughs> I should have been done, <laughs> or at least gone to a different team. I mean, he made such a stink about Green Bay and some of the efforts they were making. And he came back for a massive contract and watched Devontae Adams walk out of the building. Right. So I think, I mean, as Bears fans, we all chuckle because, like, well, he came back for, sure, we have to suffer through you for a few more years most likely, but he kind of came back to really nothing no. <laughs> on that side of the ball. <laughs> you know, and if he's getting pressured, which, I mean, Green Bay's, Green Bay's offensive line, it you know, it's been at times in recent years, it can give up the occasional untimely sack. You know, so this that the signs early four sacks against Minnesota. Yeah, you know that's nice. And I mean, Robert Quinn still isn't a slouch. We talked about on Wednesday's show Dominique Robinson and how his impact was against a pretty stout San Francisco front five. Yep. I mean, there's opportunities for Chicago to take advantage if given enough time in the secondary. Yeah, especially because I can't remember for Green Bay, and I'm not going to look it up. They had a tackle or somebody out. And that bothers them. They always seem to have a lineman go out and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. If they have an offensive lineman out and they're having these offensive line struggles against Minnesota, who is another – it's a brand-new staff as well. It's a new everything. And they're trying to figure out their defense as well. That You're, you're right. It is prime for a younger-ish, experience-wise Bears defense to come in and kind of pounce on that and say, okay, we're going to – they smell blood in the water. Let's really – attack Aaron Rodgers, let's really attack this offensive line, and maybe, like you like you might have said it, maybe they don't have to blitz. If they can just do it their front four and make something happen, and these receivers showed a little bit of struggle, maybe the Bears linebackers and secondary can really uh, attack all of that and keep everything in front and make a play and disrupt them. And um, Especially if Rodgers is frustrated, he might – I don't know if he will do this, but if he gets frustrated enough, he might start to force things. Yeah. I think if it sets in. Um, right. I mean, Domin- it, look, if, if between Robinson and Travis Gibson, those are two that really are, you know, Gibson was more the proje- projected, like, second man, like the uh, ying to yang opposite side to Robert Quinn that we were projecting. So now, you know, if those two can keep getting QB hits, can get in their face on the other side – and if Robert Quinn get freed up on the opposite with speed rushes, then, you know, there are opportunities. And I, I think Green Bay, to me, I don't expect the same thing to happen this week against Chicago. And it's not because of the, oh, last year they lost 38-3 to and look what happened the rest of the season. I, I just think it's because Rodgers historically doesn't tolerate bad receiving play. Mm-hmm. And... As the years as the year progresses, whenever he has stuff like this happen, he hammers it home. So, I just expect next week to be better. And some of the stuff from this week's game against Minnesota, I almost take with a grain of salt because of the fact that they didn't have, like, say, a Lazard who knows the system already, and they were kind of people were leaning on is that de facto that's going to be Rodgers' next like man on man guy, or you know. They can't. They, you couldn't say Sammy Watkins was going to be that guy already, because sure, there was an off season for them to have chemistry. But I'm going to bet that Lazard was the one who was working with Rodgers the most. Yes, and he's not here. So I think after another week, we're going okay, guys. We're let's go back to the drawing board. Who's going to be my guy I can throw to? You know, and to me, that should be Randall Cobb. 
mm-hmm. if you're really being smart. And I'd be worried about Randall Cobb being the one that can break a game if they want. Um, and so I, I don't know. Because, like I said, Lazard's looking like he's out a second week. So I just assume because Aaron Rodgers, they're just going to be better next week because he won't take the crap over mm-hmm. week over week like it has been. And they always get up for the Bears game. When it's a rivalry game, everything kind of goes out the window mm-hmm. of – what happened the week before but i also think i think it was was it watson that dropped that very first pass that he threw to him oh yeah that was not watson no it was one of the young guns that they had uh signed on i'm trying to check through the numbers here again was number nine i want to say it was joshua deguara no that's tight end i'm gonna kick myself because there it is, Christian Watson. Okay, yeah. The uh, second-round pick, North Dakota State, that they picked up this year, which actually was someone that they had projected was going to be their possible uh, Devontae Adams replacement. I remember when they picked him up, they are saying, there's your guy. There's mm-hmm. your young buck they can throw in there with everyone else they picked up. So that was disappointing on their end to see that. Because was, that was early on. He was wide open. That thing's a touchdown. Yeah. You grab that, you're, you're, you're coasting in. Very first play for Aaron Rodgers of the season, and if he catches that, it's like a seventy-yard touchdown pass when he runs in. Oh I, yeah, I think if that happened, the game would have been closer than what it was. I think the confidence would have boosted up, but I think when you drop it, and then that sets in, and then other things aren't going right. You know, they did rely rely on the run game. They still didn't get a huge run production, um, but like you said, now with the Bears would have played in Week One. Maybe we would have caught them in this bad time. Like I said, now they have a full week of they're not going to put up with this. It's Bears week for them. They're, they're yep. It's Sunday night football. It's Aaron Rodgers. Like, they'll, they'll figure out again. Aaron Rodgers isn't there for some of the training camp stuff because he's older. And they're not playing all these preseason games together. So a full another week of practice of trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. But. It's better. I think it's better to catch them after this than after the flip flop win. If they would have just beat down Minnesota, we'd be like, "Oh, like we're in trouble." Right. <laughs> like at least there's some things to game plan and film and say, you know, this is what Minnesota did, so this is what we're going to try to do as well. Like we have to try to do the same thing against them to disrupt Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if the Bears' offense can do what Minnesota did, but um, defensively we can implement similar-ish game plan sure now there are some things i do like with chicago matching up here um and again with zero so for example zaria smith not being there anymore you know he was a terror against the bears the last few seasons so right him being gone's nice they're leaning more on uh, rashawn gary which isn't really a surprise i mean they drafted him first round in 2019 they're trying to make him kind of the de facto edge and linebacker edge rusher for them in this defense uh i'm something i'm looking at in terms of the bears and like what minnesota did well so you know dalvin cook still got 4.5 yards a clip against green bay last week we know the bears have that capability of doing that so you can lean you can lean on the run a little if you wanted with either herbert or montgomery just got a better pass blocking or run blocking to get that four four and a half clip um, the only the only other part that I asked the question, I think you did too, is you know, I mean, a, and I think it's a little more obvious. Do the Bears have a Justin Jefferson 
up their sleeve. Eh, maybe it depends on how they how Mooney plays and the conditions at the field this week. But B, you know, how much is Mooney going to catch this week? Because we know, you, you know I'm not going to see. I don't think two weeks in a row you see him held uh, one reception. No, and especially if we can. I don't know what the weather will be, but if the weather's better, then you would think that the Bears' offense can get Mooney the ball, get Komet the ball. Run blocking hopefully would be better because they're not slipping and sliding everywhere. Um, we saw how the Packers were in a dome play, so we get to really see them. It wasn't like they dealt with a bad weather. Yeah. Um, but for the Bears, you would hope that the athleticism of our running backs – the way they can run Herbert or Montgomery would help. Um, I think you'll see Komet get passes to him this time around. Um, And Justin Fields is going to take off from time to time and make a play with his legs. And with the the, the structure of the Packers' defense, I think he can make some plays. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think if they rely on that, screens will open up. We can't throw them so early in the game. We have to get that set up where these key screens or the tunnel screens, I think, have to get set up from the offense for the Packers. Um, But, yeah, I think Mooney will step up. They'll figure out – like you said in our last one, we talked about the Bears 49ers. The game plan just seems so simple due to the weather and probably because there was a new team put together. This one, they should open it up. Like they have to open up everything they've got. I feel like you're forced to in a rivalry game like this. Right, right. You know, you you want this. I mean, every Bears coach says it. We have to beat Green Bay. And it's gone yep. back since really Lovey Smith kind of made it, I think, in in the 2000s, the most famous, is him saying definitively, I'm going to beat the Green Bay Packers. And it's mm-hmm. been that way for every coach since. Yep. Yeah. Same, yep. same with Matt Everflus. So, got to be – these are important games. You know, these are – it's not just for standings, but it's symbolic. You yes. know, it, it's kind of a litmus test to show where the Bears are. Right. Um, what's going to be curious to see, if the Packers are healthy with all their receivers, who do they decide to follow and try to stop? Um, because the 49 or the 49ers, the Minnesota team, I thought, because I watched most of the game, they did a really good job of getting Aaron Rodgers pressured. I mean, he did get sacked, like, I think, four times, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um to collapse the pocket on him quickly not that he had time it was like instantly it was getting you know compacted but they were able to even like be physical with the receivers if you watch it they're pushing them around a little bit Mm -hmm. um they just didn't feel this confidence when you watch green bay last year as it went on it just seemed like every moment this big play could happen and last sunday it was like i don't feel this at all watching them right now and they have players they do. They do. But they're also not the same as they were last year. You know, Lazard's not healthy. If he plays, he's not going to be 100%. Right. Um, right. Then all the attention goes to Cobb. And then well, then who do you throw to after Cobb? Well, I, I almost wonder if Robert Tungian needs a few more targets for them too. You know, he got a little bit of action against Minnesota, but he's always talked about as this kind of like under-radar target for the Packers. Right. I, I don't think always gets used enough, you know. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe they look to also get him a little more involved next week if they need someone that's more reliable in, the, in that offensive scheme. Right. Um, or do they start to run the ball more? Because Aaron oh, Jones, too. They, they could try that. They could say, you know what? 
we're going to run the ball more to set up this pass because usually the Packers are passing it all over the place. If they're struggling, they're just going to probably sit there and say, okay, we're going to do motions and shifts and try to get this run game going. And maybe they, you know, I don't want them to do this to the Bears. Maybe that's what they do. They, they say, we're going to attack the Bears straight at their defensive line and test it out and push it and then see if we can't get guys sucked up. And then Rodgers passes it, you know, all over the place and yeah. gets back to what he does. I don't know. That could be what they try. Well, think about this with Aaron uh, with Aaron Jones. La- last week against Minnesota, he had five carries. Which, if I said if I just me saying that sounds wrong, it does. Make he you shouldn't feel just dirty. have five carries. It makes you feel dirty, like right. He sh- he shouldn't just have five carries. You know, like AJ Dillon out carried him, but that man, both of these guys should at least be getting double digit carries a game. Mm-hmm. If you are running that offense. To me, properly with what that is available right now. They had the ball for 28 minutes, and they only ran the ball 18 times. So that's why I'm wondering if they're going to sit there and say, you know what? The Bears' secondary, if they settle in, well, they're just attack their new defensive line. There's no more Cleo Mack. There's no more of this. Like, let's just run and see what happens. Right. And if their offensive line is not healthy – we could see some tight ends get thrown in there for them. They might throw in a fullback and say, we're just going to run. And then move the receivers around and see what we get. I'm giving a game plan away to beat the Bears, and I don't like it right now. Sure, but, sure. But Well, we got to think about that. You know, that's every week. Like, you know, you have to balance the pros and cons. Right. So I think that's yes. what they'll do. I think that's where the Packers are going to lean towards. Mm-hmm. Because you could start with the pass all the time when you had Lazard, Cobb, Devontae Adams, and, and everybody else. Now that some of those guys aren't the same and he's gone and you got young guys who are trying to figure this out, maybe that's what they do. To help out these young guys, let's get the run game, get everything sucked up, and boom. Now, mm-hmm. can the Bears be disciplined enough to say, we're going to trust that up front we'll do our job? Is Roquan Smith going to be able to scrape over everything and make a play? And they just don't fall asleep. And yeah. we talked about mental toughness with the Bears against the 49ers. This will be a test for that mental toughness that Ibrahim has preached about with the Bears against them to say, don't fall asleep, don't fall for play action. He's going to move outside the pocket. we got to contain everything. Keep everything in front and contain and don't fall asleep. And go for the hits principle. You know, keep keep going with that. It worked. I mean, it it showed up uh, well, I thought, against uh, San Francisco. You know, and Mm -hmm. really the hits principle is is basically going back to what I, I, for some reason, associated just so many – of my defensive Bears memories to Lovey Smith era, you know, those teams were excellent at gang tackling. That yes. was their bread and butter. They yes. did such a wonderful job at swarming the football. And I think that's really what is being, again, the hits principle, being brought back. Go to the ball. Don't be lazy with it. Try and chip in, you know. And I think you're seeing that. That's got to happen here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sure. Again, keep on pounding that. Um, and if you're the Bears, you know, just 
play. You have to be on your A game for this. I, I do wonder because I imagine Rodgers is going to do this too. Is he'll pick on at least one person in the secondary, and if I was watching the game film, you know, my worry is he's going to pick on Kyler Gordon. Like this will yeah. be a game he's going to have that Gordon's going to have his his biggest. I mean, it's only his second game as a professional in in season play, but this will be his biggest test of the year because Jalen Johnson's going to lock down his side. You know, I think, again, they've set it up where Brisker's more the steady man in the back where they're allowing, you know, Eddie Jackson to freely roam now. Gordon was the one that was the shakiest last week against Trey Lance. I'm worried Rodgers will cue in on that and that they will will scheme towards making openings wherever Gordon's at if they can do it that way. Or audibles, they see a one-on-one that maybe he'll cue in if it's someone like a Cobb or maybe he trusts Watson more this week, so he'll cue in on Watson. Right. That is very possible. And so I'm curious to how the Bears are going to set that. I mean, you got to think that's what they look at. The Bears are probably saying, right. who are they going to come after? So do you travel? I don't know if Jack or if Eddie travels with him or not. I don't know if they're on the same side. I don't know if they decide to let's put a strength guy over that way to help him out. Do they widen out a, one of the outside backers from that 4-3? Um, do they stay in there too high? Because that's the thing. If they stay in that too high to help with all that, you open it up to the run. When they get too high, teams run the ball because you're taking somebody away from the box. If you roll that safety down, which looks like they're like a 4-4, then they want to pass because yeah. there's too many guys close to the box. So that's another reason why I think do they go to the run because if we do do something like that to kind of play a cloud thing to keep everything in front to help not get picked on, widen out the other outside backer, do they just run the ball and test that yeah. line? Or if I'm Chicago, maybe because of what I saw last week, and maybe if you have success early, perhaps uh, you do watch them drop the box, do kind of like a shallow shallow box, kind of like what San Francisco did first half against Mm -hmm. Chicago last week, except now it's against, you know, Bears defense against Green Bay, where it's like, all right, we see you want to get Jones and Dylan established. We're not going to allow that to happen. So now we're just going to maybe come after Rodgers and – Maybe he gets the passes off. Maybe his receivers bail him out. If not, you need to prove that. You know that's daring because it's Rodgers. But again, this isn't last year's receiving core. Right. They they have and with Lazard most likely being out, you know it's going to be basically a prove it style of game <laughs> for these right. guys. You know, and they can maybe possibly play a shallow four three a little more often because of it. Although I think that could bite them if Rodgers finds someone he's queuing in on. And that they get in sync early and it gets hot. Right. At that point, then you got you got to back them up a bit, and then that worries me about run defense. So you are playing kind of a dangerous game, but if the game flow goes the way you want it, which I hope it does, there are possibilities to slow them down again. Right, and then I then you might see more design stunts up front. I think it was hard mm-hmm. to. I'd have to completely rewatch the whole Bears game. I'm I didn't see a lot of stunting all the all the way because of how slippery the the, the turf was and everything. Yeah. And so if it's good weather and everything goes well, you might see stunts up front to confuse a newerish offensive line if they're hurt and they have new guys in. Um you might see you know different blitzes to try to get Rodgers. You might overload a side. And then I think listening to Rodgers a little bit talk, he said that the Vikings did things they weren't prepared for on their defense. 
So if we can disguise it even and like give him different looks, because he's smart, he can dissect things and figure out what's going on. Oh, sure. But if we can do the best we can to, to, to disguise it, now maybe he can figure out, but if you disguise it enough and these receivers that have to play for Rodgers, if they don't recognize it, or if the Bears defense picks on Watson, hey, we're going to give him different looks. We're going to mess with him and say, you have to throw it to one of these other guys. I don't know. Or leave him open. I don't know. But those are things they're going to have to do on defense. Move around. Come up with something up front. But you are right. If you drop everybody back and just look, keep on him complete the passes, he gets hot. Then he starts to make those incredible throws that we've seen for years and yes. years. And more years after that. Like, we've seen it forever. Twice a year. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. One I mean, year. I, we saw- I worry about that. But, I mean... I almost feel, I mean, maybe it's just confidence from last week where I'm just like seeing, you know, a twofold of, okay, Chicago's defense really impressed me, like you were talking on Wednesday, coupled with, okay, Green Bay clearly underperformed even farther than what I thought they were going to be, to where I'm like, I am getting a bit cocky and saying, yeah, maybe you can push the linebackers and creep them a little bit, and then Rodgers still just won't find that person. But then that's where I'll be wrong, because that's where I talk about, you know, he's not going to allow poor receiving play two weeks in a row. Right. So he's going to find guys, especially in a matchup, and at home in Lambeau. Oh. They have that crowd on their side, too. Right. But maybe these... Place is a living hell for Bears fans in recent years, I swear. Maybe these Bears players won't know any better, though. They'll just go to Green Bay because they were sliding on the water, being swans. Maybe they don't know any better. Can we get an, can we get an early snow? Maybe another rain. Can we get another like rainstorm pass through? <laughs> maybe, maybe... <laughs> You never know. I mean, it was... See, see, this is it. Why, why should we move to Arlington Heights? We have rain on our side. We've got snow on our side. The elements win us games. We remove that with the dome? Oh, we're just handicapping ourselves, people. Screw comfort. Let's go for Ws. Stay at Soldier Field. That was the Stick f- with the rain. That was the first thing said when I walked into work was, imagine if we had a dome. We wouldn't have won this game. And I said, you know, you're right. So maybe we convinced the Bears owners retractable so when it starts raining all of a sudden at halftime you start opening it and be like well i mean it's open he per we purposely leave game if we see rain or snow on the schedule we just purposely leave it open <laughs> like oh, oh here it is i could just imagine the visitor team walks in at halftime comes back out and there's snow and they're like wait a minute i could only you left the dome open what you don't <laughs> you you leave your dome closed Yours closed? What's wrong with you? The Vikings come to town. You don't just have an old closed dome. Nope. As soon as it rains or snows, we open it. What are you guys talking about? I thought Houston left theirs open of a hurricane rules. <laughs> oh. Too real. It's just too real. It is a tad real. I might have gone too far. <laughs> I don't know I if there's... Stepped... <laughs> there's never too far. Let slide. Not on this Let's show. Slide. There is never too far. We can go as you know, far actually, as we I'm, need. I'm, now, now they're on. I got. I got to check what the uh, weather is in Green Bay for this weekend. Because I have to know. Will we get rain? That's a good call. Like we need to know these things before we talk. Oh about my it. God, we might get rain. Really? <laughs> <laughs> there is a. Ah, uh, no, no, never mind. At least right now, as of what we're recording uh, early, at the best, we're going to get scattered showers, but that's at like 9 o'clock. So no monsoon. 
But you're saying there's a chance. There's some, some bit. It's a little bit. We'll at least get some water. So if we do get enough water, but here's the thing. Their field is way better than Soldier Field. Yeah, the, the, their independent one does better than the Chicago Parks Department. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a tad. What? The Green Bay facilities doesn't host 18 events during oh, the summer? No. Don't you find that funny, though, that, like, the smallest market in the U.S. has a better turf field than, one, than the third largest media market in the world or in the United States? And this is why they're going to Arlington, because they're tired of this. <laughs> I heard they put more rye in the in the turf. I was, that was what Patrick Manley said on 670 after the game. They're like, they mixed in more rye, and Robbie Gold actually said the field was decent. Like, he told him it was decent compared to when he played there. Well, was he talking about the first half or the fourth quarter? Because the fourth. Oh, he's quarter talking was, pregame. Yeah, pregame. Pre-game, pre-game it pre-game. looked fine. From what I saw, what they did, sweeping all the water off. I'm like, they're doing mm-hmm. a good job. Like I will say, if that's the Bears workers or the the city, that was a good job. The fourth quarter, there was no help in that. There was no, nothing no. you could do. Like you, you were s- out. <laughs> like you either said it on this episode or the last episode when they have to get out the snow lines on tv because they can't see it you know there's an issue with the field the paint's gone it's just gone <laughs> and then and they got to that point with like three minutes left where it's like there's nothing you can do everybody's literally falling and yes. there's nothing you could do it's just gone and every other sport would have canceled but football plays through it god bless football man <laughs> god bless this sport god bless it but yes, retractable uh, dome, it will be fine. Football season, it's open. Basketball closes. Crazy thing is, is that you know after listening to their plan, I guess when they did that public talk in Arlington Heights, it's like ten years down the road. Oh yeah, it's so long. They still have to wait a decade to even see this come to fruition, anyway. Because they still haven't officially have the land. They do, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They have to have the funds for this. They have to find contractors. They have to get the NFL to approve stuff. Right. Uh, they got to get the taxpayer. That's what they're saying. The taxpayers got to be on their side, you know? And then you got to build the thing. Like, so you're looking at like two or three years of planning and figuring it out. Then you've got years of it being built. And not just the stadium. It's everything else around it. Right. Because the stadium, you could probably get done in two years or so. Like that part, you could probably figure out and get it done. In like three years. The rest of it that you want to do, the Metra coming right into town, you've got this other, I don't even know what they call it, like this village thing they want to build and have all this stuff going on. And Yeah, I kind of, I'm envisioning like what the Cowboys are doing. They're trying to build it like that, where it's like, you have that like Cowboys village that's right behind AT&T Stadium. Right. With like some shops and some of the residencies are for the players and other facilities like that's what i think the bears are modeling they're like taking jerry's world and trying to build it out at the racetrack with a or casino kind of like yeah or basically making a glorif- or another version of what la is doing too because they bought an old racetrack and they just converted to a massive multi-billion dollar stadium you well, know that's the next thing is they'll have to find the taxpayer money to have to come in but i think they do want to have more sponsor money than the taxpayer Money. Well, yeah. Because, like, yeah. what is it? The Rams SoFi. So, like, they, they put in the money for it. Um, so, who's going to put the money in for that? Who's going to sponsor it? Where's that coming from? RC Cola. 
RC <laughs> getting getting Doctor Pepper Snapple on this one. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Cola Stadium. Welcome to RC RC. Uh, that sounds of, more like if the Bulls went from United. And they they really if they didn't have United, I would be like name it the RC Arena. It just it rolls off the tongue so well. That's kind of like uh, the Michigan State Spartans represented by Rocket Mortgage. That's their full name. That's their full name now. Michigan State Spartans represented by Rocket Mortgage. Never, never do that. Don't go corp. Don't go that corporate. Welcome you to the, can't go back after that. Welcome to watching the Chicago Bears presented by RC Cola. That's their full name. Look, all I by want RC. is the, like, like, just go back and look at pictures of like Soldier Field 1985. Like, all I want is just the square RC Cola sign. <laughs> oh, your mic went out. What happened? Slap a cola bottle on there. See, the mic couldn't even handle it. They're like, what are you talking about? I, I, I hit it and it just. <laughs> you got too excited fun. about RC. And I did. I did. I, I'm reeling it back. I'm reeling it back in for our pick here. So <laughs> he, here's the deal. We've laid it all out. Green Bay, it's not the same Packers. That being said, week one's are overreaction, period. Chicago got a win. We talked about it on Wednesday how they did kind of get gifted some parts of this win credit. But there's some positives that you can see in this game. That being said, I'm not going to get as cocky this week because I am paranoid with Aaron Rodgers anytime he's on the field. <laughs> I think he pulls it off, but this is a one-score game Ooh. because of the fact this is not the same Packers team. Ooh. So I'm going to say, you can quote me here, 28-20, Chicago loses... They couldn't. They can't convert on a. They can't get a final drive to go anywhere. They, Green Bay. I'd say they score a late touchdown, puts them up eight. You know they're they're up one. They get up eight, and then Justin Fields can't convert it down the field. Green Bay holds. They walk away the win. But it shows again positive signs for the Bears in the future. I don't think they win this though. Rodgers won't allow for a bad performance two weeks in a row. Um, and I think he's also trying to prove a point that there was a reason he came back to Green Bay. <laughs> So you right. can't. So he's he's got people out for him too. So I don't think he goes two weeks in a row of them in the media hounding him for. Oh, you could have gone somewhere else. You didn't have to take the money. So right. no, I, I, he wins this one. Oh, so on FanDuel right now, it's Packers minus nine and a half on FanDuel. That's respectable. Over under is forty two point five. Money line is Green Bay minus four sixty. Um, okay. Rightfully so. You look at the history between the Packers and the Bears since that NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. It's been bad. Rodgers owns Chicago. Let's not forget that. We all even the NFL acknowledged that in one of their graphics. They gave him an a, a own, I own Chicago sign. Yes, they did in one of their graphics this week. So he owns Chicago. Uh, it is in Green Bay. We have a younger-ish Bears team. Um. I'm going to go very off, and I'm going to say it's. Um, I'm going to go with 28 27 Green Bay wins. Only because I think what will happen is Bears will get some type of garbage time. Something's going to happen where. If we can do it with Mitch, 
We can almost do it with Mitch. You'd have to think we can <laughs> right. Matt Nagy. That's both. true. The Packers could be up. Something happens with this receiving. We come down. We have to get a two-point conversion or something, and we don't get it. So what you and I are both saying is we don't think they'll cover the spread, but we'll definitely take the over on this one. Yes, for one of two reasons. One, because of how we're both picking, or Rodgers just goes off. It's one of the two. I mean, he could – look, they could cover the spread. I just am saying there's no Devontae Adams that makes me go, oh, God, we are going to get burned everywhere because of one matchup we have to pay attention to. Right, it feels more balanced now. It's like, mm -hmm. but that's also scary because then who's he going to throw to? It's also a scary thing. Uh, But I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong on this one, the 28-27. I just think something will happen where we score at the end and then we we decide to go for two – and we just don't get it. I'm I, I'm wondering, you know, I'm wondering if I might be giddy next week if they pull this off. I, for some reason, I even with the overreaction week one talk everyone has, I feel a little more confident than usual. And it's strange. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's just because of how bad Green Bay looked or maybe because of the defense, but... It could also be because of the rain, and it wasn't like we didn't see the full run game in effect. There's still things we haven't seen. Yeah. Now, I'm not a Justin Fields guy, so this is putting a lot of confidence in that basket of the offensive staff and figuring this out because that's true. Uh, the old old OC for the Bears came out and said how horrible Justin Fields is, and came out and said how horrible Trey Lance is. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. Luke Getze, listen to us, man. You know this team. You should have an upper hand on this, by the way. You know what Green Bay's like. You know Aaron Rodgers' weaknesses. We have a secret agent. Come on. If we don't pull this off, we have failed the mission. We have. Um, I could also see this being 28-7, Green Bay. I could see it going that route. Yeah, It really depends on how Luke, how much Luke opens the playbook to me and you, you can't you cannot be conservative out of the gate like last week you gotta open that playbook up man and i think he will because again we have to remember he wants to beat the packers he left he's at the bears he wants to mm-hmm. you know set the mark uh so this can go one of two ways we're gonna hop we'll hop back on next week and we're gonna be like in bears jerseys flipping around like oh, blah blah or we're gonna be like oh we lose again like we we suck again. <laughs> we suck again. It's gonna be one of those. I bought the hype. I bought the stock. What have I done? I'm gonna have like a white flag next time if we lose. Like, all right, I'm done. It, it, is it the office meme? Like, I'm ready to be hurt again. That's that's kind of like that thing. Like, I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> ready to be hurt again. Ready. We've been hurt for a while. <laughs> I mean, not like lions hurt, but we're still hurt. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so you got them. Tw- you got Green Bay twenty-eight twenty. I got twenty-eight twenty-seven. Green Bay also. Uh, we're just opening ourselves up to hopefully the Bears win. So we're kind of like, oh, they win. If not, by what we said, my heart. So. Um, but that that will wrap up. I think this little preview for the Packers Bears. Um, Zach, thanks again for coming back. Uh, we'll try to have another recap of 
Bears, Packers, and then continue on the season as much as long as we can. As long as we can sure. keep going, we'll keep going. Um, always check out Fourth and Four with Zach and company on Sunday mornings for NFL Thanks. NFL stuff. Check out uh, all the other podcasts he does, USFL stuff and everything else uh, on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Check all that out. What's the USFL one again? Uh, just the USFL podcast. That's right. So at USFL podcast is where you can find that. And inside the walls for arena football. Yes, absolutely. Plenty actually going on right now, funny enough for that. I remembered this time. Don't worry. I remembered that one. <laughs> you did You did well. I appreciate these call-outs. I, I <laughs> means a lot to me honestly well when you when you guys have these big podcasts i have to promote them but yeah, <laughs> yeah. right um well thanks everybody for watching or listening thanks zach for coming back we will see you next time hopefully for a not bear sadness recap for the packers yeah. thanks you soon see ya redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.